0: Jesus, the brilliant leader. Hey guys, what's up? It's Chris talking about Jesus and trying to talk about him from, from um, yeah, just a, I guess, encouraging perspective. I don't really like the word encouraging. It feels kind of cheesy to me, but hopefully you can find some, I don't know, joy in taking a look at Jesus and how he operates um, because he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man when he walked this earth. Continues to do brilliant things uh, at the right hand. So, uh, yeah, let's jump in. Jesus and his leadership. Um, I want to take a look at when he multiplies bread, when he feeds five thousand men, um, probably closer to ten thousand people, which is a huge number of people. If you think about it, if you've ever been to a a huge high school football game. or a huge concert, like 10,000 people is a lot of people, especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere. And that's kind of where they were. Jesus and his buddies had been walking around for a while. Jesus was healing people, casting out demons and doing some pretty wild stuff. And he got the attention of all these this, this, these people, right? Because think about it, back in the day, I mean, if you got sick, if you had an ailment of some kind, um, your legs didn't work, you're paralyzed, it wasn't like you could go to the doctor, get some medicine, get some get some um, physical therapy. You're kind of stuck. You're in trouble. So the fact that Jesus could heal these people, I mean, it drove people nuts. Everybody wanted a piece of Jesus, in a good and helpful way. I think even the words he spoke, people were blown away by the things he said, and the teachings. He taught it. it was like things that they had never heard before, and it, it, it honestly, the things that Jesus said and taught are things that we haven't really nothing nobody has come close to touch him since that's why Jesus is still such a polarizing figure in our in our culture, in all cultures, across the east and the West. He's infiltrated all things, which is nuts. A man from first century, a first century Jew literally is what history hinges on, the B.C., the A.D., and his claims were crazy, too. I'm the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the author and Perfector, the Christ. Big deal. Anyways, so they're all chilling and they're hanging out and Jesus is talking with them, um. He's teaching on some stuff, and his disciples notice an issue. They're like, hey, we're way out in the middle of nowhere. There's no way these people are going to be able to eat. Like, they're going to go hungry. You should send them back, Jesus. Like, you said, we're, we're in this desolate, isolated place. You should send these people back because they're going to go hungry. And Jesus says, oh, that'll be all right. <laughs> what What do you guys have food-wise? <laughs> and the disciples bring... They kind of scrounge what they have together, pull out of their pockets some tater tots and things like that. They come up with five loaves and two fish, I believe. Like, all right, we got five loaves of bread and we got two fish. And we got like 10,000 people right in front of us. And I think his disciples were kind of like, Jesus, you're crazy, man. Like, there's no way. This is not, it's almost a joke at how silly the entire situation is. And the fact that Jesus would say, well, oh, it's all right, guys. We got it. So it's amazing to see Jesus. He, he instructs the crowd to sit down. Um, he takes the, the, the bread and the fish and blesses it. He breaks it, separates it, gives it to his disciples. And they spread it, spread it amongst the people who are kind of sitting down waiting to eat. It says that they all ate and were satisfied. And there was, there was actually leftovers, which is insane. There were leftovers. There's nothing worse than when you go over to your friend's house for a sleepover and his mom orders some pizza and you all, you all start to eat the pizza and you only get like one slice and you're still hungry and there's no more pizza left. and You're like, ah, this is the worst. <laughs> so I always make sure I order um, more than enough pizza because having leftovers is better than not being satisfied. And in this case, the crowd gets both They were satisfied fully. This is buffet style, man. They went back for seconds and thirds, I'm sure, and there were still leftovers. It's beautiful. The crowds are kind of amazed. I'm sure the disciples are amazed because they kind of got to – what's beautiful – what's awesome is they got to participate in this miracle. Jesus didn't – he didn't – he wasn't trying to flex his amazing, unbelievable miracle – Back to himself, he like let his disciples participate, and I'm sure they got credit as they're handing out the food, right? It's like, oh yeah, thanks, man, thanks, man. I don't even know if the crowd understood or saw what happened, but the disciples definitely got to see it. The fact that Jesus created something from nothing. He took this dire situation in which there was no way he could feed people, and he literally multiplied from from scarcity to abundance, and I think there's something so beautiful about that. He took pennies and turned it into a million dollars. Nobody can do that. Not the greatest investor in the world could do that. So what does this say? You know, why is this important? What does this say about Jesus' leadership skills? I think it shows a few things. One that he wants others to participate in, I guess he starts with a need he he identifies the need of the people around him, and he listens two i I don't think he's scared when the situation seems impossible. The simple solution would be would say, "Hey, leave, go, yeah, send him away. We don't have enough food." but Jesus takes this impossible situation and uses it as a chance. <laughs> to do something amazing. I think a lot of us get caught up in that too. I do, especially when, when something seems impossible, when I'm in an impossible situation, generally I take the simple, logical solution out. Rather than sitting and resting and pressing into who God is and what he asked for me. in terms of your work and your relationships, your family. Sometimes you guys are in poss- an impossible situation. Feels like there's no hope, so the only thing to do is to leave. A lot, a lot of people do this in marriage. I'm not saying it's easy by any means. But I think that God can show up. And I think sometimes we pull the trigger a little too quick and we leave situation take the logical situation back we send the people home rather than waiting on jesus to to move and do something so i think that's really important um Yeah and and lastly I love the simplicity right like D- Jesus loves to take simple things and turn them into amazing things. He loves to work with what he has. I think a lot of us and myself included complain about oh, you know I don't have enough of this or I'm not experienced enough in this or I can't do much with this. Right? If somebody if we have an asset or or, or a relationship or something like that we It feels so small and minuscule. It's like, I can't do anything with that. and We tend to just like let it go. To move on. And I I think it's great because God doesn't, he doesn't want you to move on from like the small stuff. I think this shows that the small stuff is important and can have huge impact. So maybe you feel like your job or, or a certain relationship or your service role or ministry involved in is like too small, too simple, too lame. Even the kids or or people you're pouring into, it's like, eh, this isn't going to go anywhere. But I think, I think that Jesus loves that stuff because he is the one that gets the glory. He's the one that gets the fame. It's impossible otherwise, right? I think that's why Jesus chooses to use five loaves and two fish because he gets to do the impossible. I think that's why God chose Israel, this tiny nation, this Abraham, right? Abram. This tiny nation. God chooses them, not because they're great and amazing and they're gonna do great things, but rather he chooses them for their weakness because he knows that they're such a lame nation and so silly that that if they're to rise up, who's gonna get credit but God alone? And maybe that's why he chose you too, not because he was impressed with your with your strengths and amazing abilities, or your intelligence, or your wit, or your works, but maybe because you you're not qualified, and he loves having. I think he likes that about you, because ultimately Jesus is the one that makes you qualified. He's the one that justifies you. You can't do it with your words, your actions, or your knowledge. And the good news is, is he deeply loves you and wants to use you, wants to multiply you. He wants to take that mustard seed and, and plant it into the ground and turn it into something huge. I think Jesus loves taking the simple things, nurturing them, pressing into them. The weak things of the world. And I think great leaders do that. I don't I think they I don't think they overlook simple things or small things. I think they press into them. And uh get creative with them, which is dope. So yeah, where in your life do you feel like there's something simple, something small that maybe you've been overlooking? Because eh, It could be something small. It doesn't have to be some giant spiritual thing either. It could be like something small in your house, like that one little corner. It's kind of a dungeon corner. There's not much going on there, but I mean, maybe you sit on it for a second and you turn it into a space that's for coffee or something like that, that like totally brightens it up and it becomes a space where before people would kind of avoid it because it was kind of dungy and awkward, but you turned it into a space where people gather because that's where the coffee's at and the tea and you put an awesome espresso machine there. Again, I'm just brainstorming and spitballing, but hopefully this gets your brain thinking a little bit. And even people too, if you're a leader or manager. I don't know, press some of the folks that maybe get written off sometimes. I, I think that God did that a lot, and I think that we should do it too. But anyway, hope this is helpful. Um, I love you all. The reason I do this is just to help myself grow because I have to unpack things that I'm learning. And there's something about speaking it out loud and trying to explain it and, and pull some application for myself. Yeah, and hopefully it's helpful for you. So love you. Like you.